Hello, and welcome to episode 8 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing the gap between sales and operations. So, with that, let's start the show. So, Sean, let's uh, talk a little bit about sales and operations. We haven't really focused on uh, specifics within the organization, but I think since sales uh, is kind of the first thing up front, I think uh, one of the topics I've been wanting to touch on is the importance of getting something out of the gate correctly and appropriately, and if you don't do that, what happens to the rest of the organization? So kind of that gap between sales and operations. Right, and I don't want to make it sound like there is a a rift between the two. You know, a gap means a rift, and and I think there is somewhat of a a high tension between the two sides. And I think there's a perceived rift. And and it's, yeah, perceived. But the thing is, what, what we're here to talk about and what we would like to see happen in organizations is... You know that that gap being pulled together, and how do you pull that gap together? Right. So I think that I think one of the one of the issues that I see is how a salesperson is incentivized. I think drives some of the actions and activities that a that a salesperson uh, is doing. We we often as leaders say, "Got to get bookings. Got to get sales. Got to you know go 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 go," and which I think is very important. Don't get me wrong. Company can't exist without sales. We all, we'll all agree to that. But I also think that a solid functioning company can't work efficiently and effectively without coming out of that gate as cleanly and clearly as possible. Right. We do talk a lot about being clear, you know, whether you're a leader, being clear as to what, you know, the people that you're leading need to do and, and what they're going to supply back to you. So needless to say, being clear from the sales side, that, that, that customer interface, that's what really drives the success of any given job is that, that customer interface and then delivering on it. Right. And the sales the salesperson needs to be part of the team that that initiates, but then also is able to follow up and say, Hey, how good did we do? And we means we, the whole organization. Yeah, I think I think the team aspect of this, getting rid of silos, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of what you're talking about, getting that team aspect um, so that it's not sales against operations or, or a perceived sales against operations uh, going on within the environment. And I think the way you can tell if it's happening in your, in your environment is if you keep getting to the end of the job and everybody is blaming what the sales guys did. Or the sales guys are blaming what happened in operations. What happened to in operations? Overrun costs and things like it's that. It's going the the right. bombs are going in both directions. Which, and I'll always go back to this as as a leader in an organization. If you see that happening, you've really got to take control over the way the process is working. Mm-hmm. And I guess I I feel very close to this, having been in on the sales side for a good bit of my career, and then on the operations side. I was going to say you've done both. Yeah, and 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 it was great, and and the the thing that I've learned from doing both is that, yeah, you kind of are siloed. I mean, I, when I was in operations, I realized some of the things that I was in charge of and the, the jobs that I, that I put forth into the process were not as clear as they could have been, but I was moving on to the next sale. 
Right. And as I was the receiver of that information, I was like, oh, wait a minute. What do we need to do to make sure that it's easier for the salesperson to understand what clarity means? Right. And that's where, that's where the benefit then, at least from my perspective, was in the organization being able to say, hey, I've seen this before. If we just did it this way and then had that process improvement cycle work through the operation, then we could get some benefit from at least my experience having been on both sides of that fence. So do you think do you think that salespeople are incentivized incorrectly? I would say for the most part for the most part yes. Okay. I'd say for the most part yes. And and it's very hard to incentivize the salespeople in order for everything to work out perfectly. Right. Okay. Sure. Because like you said, you need you need sales. So you need you need bookings. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't matter what organization, what industry you're in. You need people to sell. Okay. You need to make margin on what you're selling. That right. means that, that that's the operations side. The operations is, is the cost side of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So the thing is if if you if you have the salesperson selling, you really don't want them having a big time spender, time waster Checking on the project team, the engineering team, the procurement team, the manufacturing team, seeing if everybody is on schedule and on time to make sure that that person gets their bonus because you've you've made you've made the margin you've made the margin right because I kind of see that as the pendulum swinging too far yeah. one direction right because the salesperson's got to be out there selling the next job so well what, let me add to that right. that the pendulum then to the other direction means that the, all they're doing is selling and not making a clean handoff. So the correct answer is somewhere down in the well, middle. And this is where I'll keep going back. Okay. The correct answer is there's got to be adults somewhere in this house. Okay? <laughs> and the adult has to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. The pendulum the pendulum has to be in a spot that's beneficial to the whole organization. So so what I think in many cases benefits an organization is if there's a lot of communication back and forth and like I said earlier, what what can the operations team do to ensure that the sales team has all the tools in their tool bag that they need to be able to sit in front of a customer and have answers right away? Right. Okay? Right. Because, because if, if a salesperson has to say all the time, well, let me go check and see if engineering can do that, or let me go check to see if we can build it, or let me go check this, that, or the other thing, he's not being a very effective salesperson in front of the customer. Right. Okay? Now, you and I come from custom-manufactured Right. operations we we call it custom manufacturing but it's it's really custom assembly of standard products right okay and and so if you break it down to that type of language you can you can put this in any in any industry whether it's the medical industry you know hospital administration um service of service any of any yeah. sort okay mm-hmm. what can the implementers of that order do to make sure that that the tools are available for the salesperson to be able to impress the heck out of that customer. Sure. All right, because with competition out there, most people are doing the same thing mm-hmm. the same way. So, for the most part. For yeah, the most probably. part, right? So how are you going to win that customer? You're going to win that customer with with personality and, and achieving the commitments that you set. You, you'll get a shot, or maybe you have to lo- go in there with a low cost, to, to get a shot, mm-hmm. but if you can execute on that, then that customer is going to come back to you because they want to minimize their risk. Okay, let me expand on that for a second because I think 
achieving the commitment is is one of the key parts of why I think we're discussing this in the fact that to achieve those commitments you've got to come out of that gate with clear expectations and the clearer the expectations are the better that process is going to roll right through the system if you've got your system set up appropriately so set that aside if it can roll through the system and and you don't have to get answers on where are we going to ship this, what material is this, I don't know what the paint color is, um, who's got the ball and asking the question uh, to the customer on this, who's, if all of that is happening all through the process, then you're stumbling on yourself and you're, you're adding risk and you're adding potential error to the process. And then at the end of the game, did you truly satisfy the customer? So I think my, my point is, is that Assume there's adult adult in the house. I think square one. Right. There, there's an adult in the house. I think that the salesperson has to realize, assuming he has the right tools in his bag, that he's got to make sure as part of his incentive is he sold it, and he sold it with clear expectations, and he sold it with with cl- uh, a clear uh, activity of what's supposed to happen when that product is complete. And he should, if, if that's done correctly and your organization is set up correctly, he shouldn't have to babysit that thing right. all the way through the process. He should then, with that little bit of investment, be able to go on and do this, the next sale and be assured that what he just sold here has now been handed off, it's clear, and all those questions that right. I just gave as an example are taken care of. But I think what you're about to say... No, 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 no. go ahead. Go no. ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm going to agree with you. You can tell both of us are passionate about this one. <laughs> and, and you said the word that I want to expand on. Okay. okay investment. Yes. Investment. So, so the process, the system, there was an investment. That's where, that's where the leaders of an organization have to understand that that is an investment to oh, set that agreed, up. Agreed. Agreed. To set that up to, so that there are, no, there are no questions. We talked a little bit about it earlier. If you do have those questions, this, this whole system is like a, a uh, two-sided scale. Yeah, you know, scale. It's, it's mm-hmm. a scale, mm-hmm. right? So if you do not have the proper information, the right tools in that salesperson's tool bag, yeah. and they, they, they sell something, they get an order, but there's too many questions or, or, or uh, not it's not clear. It's, it's not, not clear. clear yeah. Okay. Well, then the, the level of activity on that operation side to execute the job is high. So, you know, low sales effort, High operations effort. And what, what comes with a high operations effort? A lot of cost and a lot of delay. A lot and, of potential for error. Right. And you're, a lot of quality issues. And you're not going to satisfy that customer if you're going to try to, to get it done mm-hmm. in the amount of time that the customer expected it to get done. That's You've right. got a lot of, a lot of um, issues. So the other side, if you, do, if, you wait, if you wait the scale to where you've got a good amount of information for that salesperson, mm-hmm. and like you said, it flows through the system without those questions and that salesperson can move on, then that's utopia. That's where, that's where we would like to see organizations. Mm-hmm. But how did you get there? Right. Those adults in the house have to, have to understand that there's an investment and there's, there's a, a process that has to be created mm-hmm. and then continually improved in order to get there. And, and a vision to what that looks well, like. Sure, uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Put the vision together. Uh-huh. And then, you know, a couple, and that's the other thing too, about like these podcasts that we do. Mm-hmm. We can't talk about everything in one podcast. It'd be a week-long podcast. But right. but we can go back to other ones and talk about metrics. We talked about metrics a couple weeks ago. Sure. So how do you know you've got the right process in place? 
you measure it in certain measure ways. the right things. That's right, mm-hmm. and not to rehash that that podcast, but you yeah you measure what what's important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we won't go back to that. You guys can go listen to that if it was any good. Let us know. <laughs> um, but but it it all ties together, right? That's why we're talking man versus business, person first business. We have to we have to look at the whole process taking little snippets at a time right yeah and, and you're right the last <laughs> passion is always is always good but i'm gonna ride both sides of the fence because i've re- i've been on both sides of the fence you've worked on both sides of the fence and by the way i think your analogy on the scales was a very good analogy All right, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. thanks Les. you're right <laughs> so so i think that um what are some of the tools that a salesperson could use to kind of help mitigate so kind of getting into the details here a little bit what could he do to help make sure that this thing gets handed off correctly? Well, and, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a word oriented guy. Sure. I might not say the words properly, or <laughs> they the, may not come out. They properly. may not come out properly. <laughs> but the idea, like the way you asked that question about about you know what does he have to do? Right. Right. So what does the organization have to provide to that sales team? Right. Like I, I see a lot of a lot of issues in companies making it personal or individual like the the right. issue and you know? it shouldn't be yeah it shouldn't be issue all oh, the salespeople they did this or the operations people the purchasing people you know if if there's a failure in the process it's it's not the people that you have in that process it's the the foundation and the structure of what's supporting those people so right. and not to not to mince words or anything like that but what what kind of tool can a sales or can the organization in sales have to me, the first thing that, that would make sense is a checklist. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I, I and I've seen plenty of examples on how checklists are used, but in my mind, to have some sort of Nirvana use of a checklist, it would be to where the sales guy literally knows what he sold and can be able to uh, use this checklist to start the process off, realizing that the next person in the flow or next person upstream of him is going to receive something that will minimize the amount of questions that they'll now have. And that person in, in line can then take that checklist and expand information onto it, then can use it to deliver to the next person in line. Right. I think that flow, it's, it's almost to me, you've got two outputs at the end of, at the end of the whole process. One of them, of course, is the product itself. But to me, it's also this this packet or this book or this electronic information that basically says, here's what we started out with, and at the end of the day, here's what we wound up with, and does it match what the customer expected they were going to get, mm-hmm. and does it match the product itself? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's almost like it traveled down the assembly line at the same time together as the product was engineered, as it was manufactured. This documentation, based on what the salesperson started with, flows all the way through the value stream also right and that's that's another great topic for a discussion is yeah. what, what kind of what kind of software system do you run yeah. what what you know and i'll i'll dare say what erp system yeah. do you run on um you know and and you know erp systems can be for smaller companies but uh, we know them for the larger companies so yeah. that that's that's the best or it's a way to maintain that information flow because you can you can understand what happens based on how the inputs and reports come out of whatever system you're using. Right. But but then again, you have to make sure, and I'll always say, that it can't be something outside of your norm. It's got to be easy to input. It's got to be easy to pull out, right? You, you don't want somebody's job to be 
data entry at every step of the way. Right. Somehow, somehow you have to work your ERP system with uh, within the the flow of your product. That's right. 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 I think uh, I think another important part of this is is training. Um, training, I think, is a big deal. How much training investment do we put into the the sales side of the business, making sure that um, they understand the product line, but not only understand the product line, because just giving them a brochure uh, is not very helpful. Right. I think them understanding the technical aspects and the possibilities and almost being a creative type person, having an imagination helps with the sales process. Now, it can also be somewhat detrimental because are they then selling things that you can't literally build? Or, right. No, I agree you know, with you, though. Like that, that but... A person needs to have an imagination and a, and a broad mind in order, to, in order to get out of the customer what they really want. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times the customer does not tell you what they really want. You know, there's sales training and things like that you go to, and, and uh, you know, one of the questions is, you know, what keeps you up at night is the question. You know, it seems like too cliche, but you kind of have to find out what is keeping your customer up at night. It might not be the piece of equipment that he's looking for. Right. Right? So getting that out of the customer and then and then providing for the right... A solution. Price, the solution, mm-hmm. right, that'll, that'll get it. So you're right. You have to be creative. Um, you have to have training. I, I, you and I talked there a little earlier... After I got out of engineering school, a buddy of mine, he went off to be a salesperson. I said, how can you be a salesperson? You don't know anything. You, right. you, sure, you got, a, you got a degree in engineering. What do you know? Well, that company, go back to the things that we talked about, has a good planning process and invests. They put, they put him through 14 weeks of, of training, product training, sales training. Contracts training, you know, because the thing is, you don't want to sell something and then have terrible terms. Oh, so yeah. You have to, so that... that, that salesperson that's out in front of the customer has to understand terms, um, payment terms and contract terms, you know. And see, all of what you're listing there starts out with a salesperson that is very knowledgeable about the product, the possibilities, and all the aspects of what they're selling. Mm -hmm. And the better off they can do all those things at the beginning the more likely you're going to be successful at something flowing through the system without any hiccups. Because isn't that your goal, really? Right. I mean, to, your goal is to get this thing to the customer on time, good quality, and you know, without right. any problems. That's right. And uh, to quote somebody that passed away this past week, uh, to prevent the changes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> bad time for me to laugh, but uh, I think he's speaking of David Bowie yeah. there. Um, we were all sad to see the passing of David Bowie. Um, <laughs> I love the way you worked that in. I was that trying was, to figure out how to work that in. That there was good. Go. That right. was Thanks, good. DT. Yeah. So I guess with all of that said, how would we summarize uh, this whole um, gap between sales and operations which maybe we shouldn't even use the word gap yeah um, yeah i agree you're right it's it's more of a perceived gap but it's a real issue if you're living it every day right right so you know to me the conclusion it, it falls back on things that we talk about just about every week yeah you know planning and and leadership leadership has to be the adult in the room <laughs> and and see what's happening and have metrics in place to understand what is happening from the front end to the back end. If you're, if you are having monthly meetings, understanding what is, you know, the revenue through your business unit or the margin through your business unit, 
costs, whatever thing, whatever, whatever um, metric that you use at the end of the month to to measure yourself, mm-hmm. whatever measure the um, oh, what do you call it? The the end result measure. Sure. If that's not working, then you've got to back up and see. Okay, well, what are the what are the precursors to those measurements? What what's the thing that's causing the the outcome to be not what you need? Well, and I think the other thing to add on to that is listen to your organization. Mm. You know, as a leader, listen listen to your organization. And if you're constantly hearing that chatter of of oh, well, the sales guy didn't do this, or operations didn't do that, you've got the problem we've been talking about, mm-hmm. and you need to address it quickly. Yeah. And you've got to start from the front end of the business and make sure that that it is clear as it come out, come out of the gates, and then you've got to also attack the back end of the business to make sure they can do execute, what's right. execute what was committed to. Right. And there's always got to be constant communication because, no because doubt. if... if uh, Something changes in that operation side, that mm-hmm. execution side. Well, the salespeople have to know so that they can adjust accordingly on, right. on whether it's schedule or, or scope or whatever the uh, criteria is that has been changed downstream. So uh, let's move on to our, our picks for the week. So uh, besides David Bowie, <laughs> what, are, what are you going to uh, pick this week? Well, I have another book this week, and, and it's kind of as a result of last week's podcast okay um i had somebody contact me and ask you know hey i'm in a new new leadership role you know what resources can i use and the first book that comes to my mind is uh, what got you here won't get you there by marshall goldsmith Mm -hmm. and to to me that was that was a real eye-opener from when i was making that leap because i always thought you had to be you know a tough guy um when i took uh emotional intelligence Tests I did very well, except for the empathy yeah. side, <laughs> right. which I think most men have that My problem. Anyways, way down. So, but the thing is, with emotional intelligence, and maybe that'll be a pick somewhere down the line. We'll talk about that. Um, these are skills that you can learn. Sure. And 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 so you know, I did learn I, that book helped me, and as well as other other things. But uh, it's a it's a fun, it's an easy read. Um, highly recommended, especially if you're making okay. that leap from worker bee to leader, some sort of leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my pick for this week is I'm actually picking a broader scope of a place that stores lots of books, um, <laughs> Safari Books Online. Uh, I've I've used it in both my past um, uh, jobs and the job that I'm currently at now, and it's just a great, inexpensive way if you are a book lover to read a lot of books, whether they're technical based, business based, uh, videos. Uh, all of that. Uh, so, is there a it's feed over four hundred thousand uh, books and videos. Is there a fee to be part of it? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. There's a yearly fee to it. Oh, okay. But compared to the amount of books that I would buy if I didn't have this, oh yeah. Oh, it's it's a great money saver. Yeah. So, um, if you are a big reader, I would uh, highly encourage uh, looking into it at least. So with that, I think this was a uh, very good topic. We will go ahead and close the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co 
to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And also you can drop us a line on the message page from there. Again, thank you and enjoy your week.